Hey, welcome to You Had Me at Black. I'm Martina Abraham Zalunga. Mother's Day is coming up, and I've been thinking a lot about my mom. Growing up, almost everything she taught me had a backstory. It was either something she'd heard from my grandma, her mom, which at that point is now a tried and true fact of life, like your siblings are your longest set of friends, or something that she discovered on her personal journey that she wanted to share with me so that I wouldn't have to figure it out on my own, like how to stand up for yourself. For Mother's Day, we wanted to explore the backstories of different things that moms teach their kids. So we asked 11 women, what's a conversation that you had with your mom that you couldn't wait to have with your children? Here are their stories. I want you to breathe all this in. You're listening to You Had Me at Black. Light in the heart of the city. Black. Man, listen, man. Black, black. This is You Have Me at Black, and we live, baby. First up is Malika, a 31 year old woman from the Bay Area who's been a mom for five years. Growing up, I didn't really, um, I wasn't really around many people who looked exactly like me or prayed like me or came from similar backgrounds like me. Um, One day in third or fourth grade, there was like a school book fair and most of the kids had plans to come to school in their favorite Disney character. And of course, back then there were no um, Princess Tiana. My mom told me and my sister that we were going as Mufaro's beautiful daughters. I was lightweight mortified. Just the thought of standing out made me sweat. She marched into my classroom with her African drum, her African clothes, and the book. Needless to say, the whole production was like such a hit. And later on, my mom told me, and I'll never forget, she said, Never be ashamed of who you are and where you come from. And not to let anybody ever make me feel less than because I'm different. She told me that we are all created differently for a reason and that my differences make me exactly who God wanted me to be. It was in those moments that I began to see myself a whole new way. Being different never felt so good. And she always went out of her way to celebrate who we are. I want to do the same exact thing for my kids. Next, you'll hear from Janine. She's 34, lives in Brooklyn, and has been a mom for two and a half years. It wasn't a specific conversation that I remember having, but there is a specific type of conversation that I used to have with my mother when I was going through puberty and emotions and feelings and all types of things where we would write letters to each other. We lived in the same house, but sent notes to each other, usually in the evening, uh, probably like a page or two long of just what, what I think I started the whole thing. I would send her messages about how I was feeling or how my day was or what I was going through. And she would write letters back, maybe the same night or a different night, and she would just slide it under my door. And we never spoke about it in person. It was just like a 
pen pal conversation, a pen pal communication that we had with each other where we would get our feelings out and not necessarily discuss them during the day. But that time and that communication was so invaluable to me because I felt that I was being heard. I felt that she was holding space for me and my feelings. I felt um, that she cherished and confided and allowed me to confide in her in ways that we couldn't do in person. And we never spoke about it. Even to this day, we haven't spoken about what was written in those letters at that time. And I think it lasted for a few years. And I hope to have something like that or whatever they want to do with my two daughters uh, where if they don't feel comfortable in a space to speak to me directly, they find the outlet to communicate with me what's going on with them. And maybe it'll be a hologram by the time they're teenagers. Who knows? But I appreciate the type of communication and the type of conversations that I had with my mother at that pivotal time in my life. This next woman has been a mom for nine years. Her name is Shahida. She's 35 and she's from Oakland. My mother always made it a big deal about the importance of really loving myself. Like I can remember her telling me like, before you fall in love with anyone else, make sure you have fallen in love with who you are and working on who you are and who you want to be and just really taking, you know, self-reflecting on what makes you amazing and figuring out how to make it even more amazing and sharing that amazingness with everyone else, people who are deserving, of course, and Naturally, you'll choose the right people to love once you have really, really taken the time to love yourself. And she taught me how to work on that by journaling. At a very young age, my mother gave me a journal and told me, write your feelings, write how you feel, write positive things, write down things even when you don't feel so positive. But always figure out a way to turn it back on to love and loving on yourself. So I've been working on cultivating that message with my daughter and and sharing that message with my children, specifically my daughter, and just always making sure that they love them first. And when you love on yourself, you will naturally love on those who are deserving of your love. Next up is Diamond, a 26-year-old from North Carolina who's been a mother for five years. A conversation that my mom had with me when I was growing up was to never, ever, ever rush the process. And I cannot wait to have that conversation with my children because it's so important to savor each moment, every moment of life, every moment of your age. Never rush being 21, never rush being 25. God knows I'm on my way to 30. (laughs) So, you know, I didn't understand it then, but I value everything that she taught me now that I'm older and I wish that I can go back and really apply what she said. I was like, oh, okay, mom. Okay, mom. <laughs> but I really want to be able to have that talk with my kids and let them know, you know, why it's so important that, you know, you enjoy 
every stage of life that you're in to the fullest. You really savor each and every moment of that. Be present in the moment. You know, enjoy the day and enjoy being in school. Enjoy just doing homework and being able to get off and off of school and just play at the playground or just have that time with your friends before those bills kick in, before... You know, just life comes in. You know, everybody wants to rush to be an adult until you're an adult. And then, you know, we all look back and say the same thing. Oh, my gosh, I wish I was a kid again. So, um, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, you grow up hearing from your parents and that I can't wait to have that conversation with my child um, and just let them know how beautiful, you know, the process of life is. And, you know, not to take it for granted. Thank you, Mom. Our next storyteller is only four months into her motherhood journey. Next up is Morgan, a 32-year-old from St. Louis. Very early on, I knew that my mother was very uncomfortable when it came to anything related to sex. So with that, I would find ways to bring it up (laughs) just to make her uncomfortable. One time I asked what a virgin was, and she told me someone who never kissed before. Another time I asked her what sex was, and she broke out this book from 1976 about human anatomy, showed me a fertilized egg, and closed the book. As my daughter grows, I want to be open to conversation and also teach her some things while I'm unlearning some things. And I know my daughter won't come to me for everything, but I do hope that in some way, I'm able to help her with creating a healthy sexuality. Next up, you'll hear from Marilyn, our most seasoned mom today. She's 55 years old and has been a mom for 28 years. At a very young age, my mom explained to me Talking to God can change my life. She taught me praying to God is talking to God. What I learned from my mom that I couldn't wait to teach my children is the power of prayer. I learned from my mom, you will find strength in praying, you'll find deliverance in praying, you'll find peace in praying. She taught me not only by her daily actions, but by the way she lived her life. God hears every prayer. I lean daily on the teaching from my mom. It was important to me to teach it to my children. Now we'll hear from Kia, a 35-year-old woman in Atlanta who's been a mom for 12 and a half years. A conversation that I can remember having with my mom growing up was um, making sure that we had dinner made. Like, that was a big thing in my house. We always ate together. And um, I was the only girl growing up in the house with two uh, brothers, a twin and a younger brother. But the cooking thing was me and her um, thing for the most part. Um, And she taught me how to wash my meats, how to wash those vegetables and cook the food and, you know, made sure we had a good dinner, decent dinner every night. So those are one of the things that I cherished about my childhood, and I do want to pass it on to my kids so that they can be sufficient in their lives. Now we have Lorise from Washington, D.C. 
She's 29 years old and has been a mom for seven years. Something my mom talked with me about that I want to talk to my kids about is love, help, and respect. In her house, which means with her three kids, <laughs> these three rules had to be abide by. I'm the oldest of the three kids, so she gave us love. Me, particularly, I learned her love. <laughs> and I had to make sure to give my brothers love in a way that moms just couldn't do it. That started a trust relationship with my siblings. Help, whether it was homework, cleaning the house, life situations, we had to make sure that we were there to help no matter what. We're blood, so we need one another. Respect, which is so crucial because you don't want to tear each other down. And respect goes a long way. If you respect yourself, you will know how to respect others. And it's not just given, it's earned. Something I wish my mom would have talked to me about, that I will be sure to talk to my kids about, is how powerful the mind is. I mean, of course, my mom told me, you can be anything you put your mind to. But affirmations and meditation, centering your mind and not giving the power to other people to put you down, speaking to yourself and believe in yourself. Don't depend on people for what you can do yourself. You are strong, you are powerful, you are smart, you are beautiful, you are prosperous, just a few. We as humans want to feel love and be with someone that makes us feel special. That's only temporary. If you don't know in your mind that you are loved and you are special, you can add to someone and vice versa, but you can't make someone be what they are not. Next up, we have Taylor, a 38-year-old woman from Oakland who's been a mom for nine years. There are many conversations that I didn't have with my mom due to different circumstances. My mom actually was not present past the age of 12 for me. So there are a lot of things that I, I just don't, conversations with that just weren't had. But I can definitely remember something that was very um, present in my childhood life. And that is God. We learned about God and we understood the importance of having a relationship with God and turning to him for everything. And that was something that I could not wait to share with my daughter because it was something that I knew from a young child. My daughter, who is now 24 years old, she, this is all past tense for me, but it's still something that's very major in our lives. Um, we have a relationship with God, we turn to him no matter what. And so I'm very grateful that that's something that I have my mom that I hold um, very sacred. Even um, even with all of the the trials that did come, um, God was present and he was able to bring things to a peaceful place. We also asked these same women, what's a conversation you didn't have with your mom and instead something that you discovered on your own that you couldn't wait to share with your children? Here's what they said. You'll hear a new voice. That's Stephanie. She's a 35-year-old woman from San Diego and been a mom for 12 years. I wish my mom had sat me down and told me to be brave and to always do my best and to forgive myself. And I say those things because my earliest memories are of fear, insecurity, and just not meeting up 
to my expectations or anyone else's. And I was always afraid. Always afraid. And so I never wanted my daughter to feel afraid and to speak and to stand up and try things. So when we were little, when she was little, when I would take her to the park, I would introduce her to the other little kids. And if they spoke Spanish, then I would teach her like to say hola and just little Spanish words that she can say to the other little kids and just be brave and social. And throughout her life, I've just always tried to repeat that. And when fourth grade, she decided, I'm going to try out, I'm going to run for vice president. And she ran for vice president, and she did her best, but she lost. And I remember when she lost, I told her I was proud of her for doing her best. And, you know, next year she can run for president because, you know, the older you get, I told her, the easier it gets. Because most people stop competing because they're afraid and they think it's hard. And as you get older, less people try. So the next year she said, it's election time and I'm going to run for president. And I said, okay, let's do this, girl. Let's do this. Let's run for president. And she put in her best effort. She came up with a campaign slogan. You know, she she told them, we're going to have suggestion boxes. And she had a, her headshot put on and her poster that she made herself and just went full effort, probably double the effort she did in fourth grade. And I remember it was the day of uh, the 2016 elections and... Everyone was so sad because Hillary uh, lost. And she came home and she said, but I won. And she was the school president. And I was like, yay! I was already proud of her whether she had won or not. But I was so proud of her that she put in the effort. She took the risk after a defeat because she was brave and she did her best. So that was the conversation I couldn't wait to have with her. And I tried to have it with her as many times as possible. (laughs) (laughs) I did not have conversations with my mom about confidence, self-love, and just really being in love with yourself. Um, There were not many conversations of this. And it took many years and um, therapy and um, just different situations for me to kind of learn on my own that I am the prize and that I should have nothing but love for myself. And um, I did make it a point to share with my daughter from a very young age that she was beautiful, she was smart, she was kind, and that she needed to know that she was she was special. And that was something that you know I felt was important um, as a mother to pass on to my daughter, so she would feel encouraged and feel beautiful and feel like she, you know, she's she's a good person. She needs to love herself. That's something I did not learn, but I was able and anxious to share with my daughter. Even though I was a young child raising the child, I still knew, and I think a lot of that comes from having the roots of a spiritual background um, and having God because you're faithful and obedient. A very important conversation that I've actually been thinking about preparing myself to have with my children that I really wish my mother would have had with me is 
letting them know all that it takes for me to be who I need to show up to be for them. So letting them know that me taking care of myself is the only way that I'm able to be a patient mother, a kind mother, and be able to be present to give them what's necessary for them to be healthy children who will grow up into happy, healthy, empathetic, kind humans. And I think that if my mother would have let me know what was necessary for her to show up, then I wouldn't have been so, let's say, judgmental of her if she fell short in some areas. So I think it's important as mothers that we have conversations with our children so they understand what it takes of us, what's necessary for us to pour into ourselves so that we can pour into them and be happy, healthy parent children. It's a partnership. Growing up, my mom, she did everything. She raised six kids with little to no help. She supported my dad by holding down the house while he traveled for work, like five days at a time. The house was always neat. My brothers and sisters were clean and fed. We were well read. Our hair was never a mess. My mother, she graduated college and got her teaching credentials with me on her hip. She literally did it all. While that was great to see, I wish she had told me earlier on that it's okay to ask for help. See, she did all these things without ever reaching a breaking point, or at least that I was aware of. I grew up thinking she was superwoman and that I'd be just like that. Turns out I am very much like her doing all the things, except I have reached my own version of a breaking point. And I only have two kids. My husband supports me so much, yet it's still a lot. I wish I had had a conversation with my mother about not doing it all, all the time. As a black woman, I sometimes bear the weight of the world on my shoulders, subconsciously trying to uphold the title of being a strong black woman. I wish my mom had told me earlier I can be strong and need help, and that I'm allowed to be tired and take breaks. It's just something I really want my daughter to know. You'll hear another new voice. Her name is Kia. She's a 39-year-old woman from Sacramento who's been a mom for 19 years. A conversation that we didn't have too much growing up in my house was about credit. And that's, like, one thing that I'm adamant about teaching my kids at a very, very early age. Actually, we already started, but I will not let them go through life not realizing that credit is a major part of it. Um, I guess, you know, if she knew better, she would she would have done better. But um, me learning from that mistake, I definitely would make that, like, a priority um, of teaching my kids about the benefits of having great credit and keeping it. The conversation I couldn't wait to have with my daughter that my mother had with me was almost everything, to be honest, in my household. A child stayed in a child's place, so 
I didn't really develop a personal relationship and friendship with my mom and had open talks about life or anything religion love until I was an adult so when my daughter was young I took it upon myself to talk about things that I know weren't really talked about in my home when I was a child and that was almost anything and then I would even elaborate a little bit more on each subject and go more into details and you know now there was the way of internet so I would pull up Google Facts or Wikipedia's or we'll go to the library and and go more in deep into what we were looking into just so she can have the proper knowledge in those areas of conversing and make sure that she was properly equipped to understand different perspectives as well not just what you know what she thought it was or what I thought it was but get other people's opinions on it and see how they felt about it I think each entity of life in a person has their own perspective and it's so amazing to tap into that and and talk to other people so I think that any and every conversation that I didn't have I wanted to have the conversation I wanted to have with my children that I did not have an opportunity to have with my mom was about sex education. I was nine years old in the fourth grade when sex education was being taught at my school. Back then, you needed your parents' permission in order to participate in the class during that topic. And my mom didn't sign the papers and I wasn't allowed to participate. But you know children talk um, at the time that I was nine, I believed that babies come out of your mom's stomach by your, the stomach being cut. So my classmates proceeded to tell me that babies come out of the vagina. I'll never forget that day. I ran home. I'm thinking I'm going to share this monumental news with my mom and that she was wrong. And I was going to tell her where babies come from. And I went home and I told her and she looked at me and she lied. She said for me not to believe my friends and that I was supposed to believe her. At the age of nine years old, every word my mom spoke, I trusted and believed. So I go back to school and I tell my friends they're lying. It's not true. Um, you can only imagine I was laughed at made fun of when I learned that my friends were telling me the truth and my mom had lied to me I was devastated I, it, it literally changed our relationship for a moment lying is never never an option so I vowed that when I was blessed with children I would never lie to them that I would talk to them about sex education or any other topic that was uncomfortable and that I would find the words so they can understand and that I, I never wanted my children to look at me the way I looked at my mom. So that's the conversation that I did not have an opportunity to have with my mom that I looked forward to having with my kids. I guess I would say the embarrassing the talk conversation <laughs> that talk that we all kind of like dread having with our parents i never really had it but my mom always had a way of like 
saying things without really saying it so you know things not to do. I mean, I turned out fine. I kind of learned things the hard way as a lot of us do when we don't really have that open conversation. I want my child to hear the the talk from me so they're so they know about their bodies they know about you know what you should and what you shouldn't do you know I want them to feel comfortable talking to mom and dad but mom <laughs> and you know I just want it to be an open conversation in my house where if they my children ever have questions that they like okay I could go to mom because I know that mom is gonna you know she's gonna explain this to me a conversation I didn't have with my mother was specific to birds and the bees or sex or sexuality or sensuality, all those things. I grew up in a Christian household and a Jamaican household, and that's just a formula for things being taboo and off the table and things you don't discuss. So I did not have that those types of conversations with my mother. And I will have those conversations with my daughters. I start them as soon as we recognize what's going on. I mean, it starts with potty training, honestly. There are conversations that we have about our vagina. When I was younger, we called it our privacy. And that's just a little seedling that I'm noticing that could make things taboo or things we can't speak about or off the table. So starting conversations early and not keeping things off the table and let's talk about how we feel or how things are feeling and speak up about what feels good and speak about what doesn't feel good. And that will lead into, I hope, <laughs> lead into free and flowing conversations when it comes time to ask questions about about sexuality and sensuality. Growing up, I desperately wanted to be liked. And my mother would always warn me about being a follower and push me to be an individual. But it took me learning the hard way for me to understand and really get to know myself and be myself. And then much later down the line, love who I had become. And now that I kind of understand what she was trying to teach me and how it positively impacted the way that I've navigated my life as a black woman, I'm looking forward to starting those self-love lessons young with my daughter. This episode is a two-part reflection on black motherhood produced by You Had Me at Black and Cult TV, an interactive talk show where culture connects. To experience more reflections from black moms, go to You Had Me at Black dot com slash Mother's Day 18. Happy Mother's Day. And happy Mother's Day. Wishing that all you mothers in the world a happy Mother's Day. And um, yeah, you had me at black. Thanks for listening to You Had Me at Black. If you like what you just heard, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Open your phone. I'm not getting off until you open your phone and leave us a review. You're listening to You Had Me at Black.